Hey, Unicorn listeners, I actually wanted to give you guys a bonus episode on behalf of the Unicorns. Uh, We appreciate you guys' support. You know, before we get further and jump into this bonus episode with uh, Bobby Del Rio, this is more of a free-flowing offense, so it's going to be, we're going to be all over the place. So at least let me give you a bit of information that you need to at least take hold of until then. Make sure you check out Jay, also known as Doc, in Kevin's collaboration article that they just posted. Um, It's really great stuff. It's called NBA Trade Deadline Discussion. Go ahead and take a read. Get your coffee, get your tea, sit down and enjoy it. You know, obviously with the NBA trade rumors speculating, it's going to make you um, give your thought process as far as what players you need to highlight on for fantasy content as far as what your team holds and uh, what players maybe you need to move since we're dynasty driven is something that you need to consider. Obviously, again, check out our website. Um, You know, we have clothes or apparel now that you can touch up on, especially for the kids and even for the babies that has a onesie out there. And we also have a Patreon. So with that being said, we have a bonus episode with Bobby Del Rio. So we're going to go ahead and get things kicked off. Hey, Starks here. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. We're dynasty driven, but we give a little redraft flavor as well. We're joined by Paul's Podcast Network. We're collaborating with the fantasy pros with the rest of the season rankings. Uh, read our content on the fantasyunicorns.com. Make sure you subscribe, give us a five star rating, and write a two to three word review for our podcast. Uh, unicorn listeners, continue to spread the word on us. And uh, Doc and Kevin won't be here this evening, but I'm not alone. I actually have a special guest here this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be. And that's Bobby Del Rio. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up? Good, good. And even before we jump into it, uh, just listeners and followers, if you're familiar with wrestling, uh, you know, the fake brand, but, you know, I actually watch from time to time, and you understand that matches are scripted before the match that actually takes place, you know, that, you know, two individuals plan what high spots are done on the match and what to do and stuff of that nature. And I'm going to be honest, let's go ahead and run a free flow offense here, Bobby, if you don't mind, because yeah. uh, you're looking, just looking at your resume real quick. I didn't have enough time to scout you, but this is what I can say. Uh, we don't need a script for this. And uh, my gut feeling and my gut, my scouter says your power level is over 9,000. So <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to you. And uh, you can just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay, cool. My name is Bobby Del Rio. I live in Toronto, Canada. Um, I've been an actor, playwright, screenwriter, filmmaker in Canada for about 20 years. Uh, about a few years ago, I started, um, you know, I've, I've been a ball fan my whole life. I, I started writing about fantasy basketball for an American website called Fake Teams, uh, which is like a sports nation, like Vox Media website. And uh, I was their fantasy basketball columnist. And then within about a month, I started getting republished by Yahoo Sports. Um, and then within two months, I got invited by Andy Behrens, who's one of the top writers at Yahoo. And he invited me to the Yahoo Friends and Family League. It's like their experts league for fantasy basketball writers. And then I finished in second place. I almost won the league, but I didn't win. Scott, <laughs> Scott, Scott Pianowski took me out. I would have got him the week before, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. 
<laughs> How it goes. I still, I still, I'm a bit salty about that, but it's all right. No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, to be honest with you, just to even be called upon and then finishing second, that's very impressive, man. I mean, so I, I understand we definitely have that kind of scripted below, even though we're going to run this free flow offense. But let me just throw this out there to you as well. Sure. Um, how did you kind of run into them, essentially? It was just from your publishing publishing of the, the articles there with Yahoo? Or? It's very random, man. I mean, I guess I don't really know what happened. I mean, Fake Teams was a pretty cool – I mean, the whole thing was like, okay, so do you know who John Sickles is? Okay. So John, so John Sickles, like I'm a big, like I, I follow all the sports list. I'm, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. So John Sickles is my favorite minor league baseball writer. And then um, there was this guy, I don't know how to say his last name, it's like Ray Guilfoyle, Guilfoyle. I think that's right. So I, so I started following him because he, he had, I really liked his content on uh, minor league ball. Okay. And then one day he, he was like looking for fantasy basketball writers. And it never really occurred to me that like, like you could just get a job like that. Cause I've been writing plays and screenplays around the world for a really long time, but I really didn't know much about sports, like the industry. Mm-hmm. Like I knew a lot about the sport, uh, like all the sports, but really basketball is my jam. <laughs> but then I was like, all right, well, I don't know. I'm a writer. <laughs> I was like, I'll just, I'll just hit him up. Right. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, it was like I was doing a job interview over Twitter. I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. And then he's like, you have a sample? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I guess I should write something. Right. So, so I just wrote an article. But remember, like, I, I've been, like, I'm 41 now, but I've been being published, like, my plays since I was, like, 24 years old, right? Wow. So I'm a pretty high-level writer um, just in my, my main career. So when I wrote an article, I guess it was good. And so I got the job and I was like, all right, uh, okay, <laughs> let's try this, you know? And then, um, but you know, like I'm a pretty good writer and I really know fantasy. So I just started pumping up my articles and I started trying to do stuff that other people weren't doing. So now a lot of people use advanced stats, even just basic stuff like, you know, usage and true shooting percentage and, you know, yeah. PER and stuff like that. But at the time, this is like five five, six years ago. Like nobody was doing that. So I was one of the first. In fact, I had to create a primer on what advanced statistics were and how you could use them to help you in your fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so I guess just because what I was doing was a little bit different than all of a sudden my rankings, because I would do positional rankings. And um, I don't know. I don't really don't know how Yahoo works, but they started like picking up my content through our site (laughs) and then rerouting them, right? So like republishing them so it would be like yahoo sports small forward rankings by bobby del rio wow and i was like and then um and then about two months in andy barons who i i just love i just love the guy man he's just so so smart good fantasy player hilarious i didn't know him (laughs) right (laughs) he's just like you know i was i followed him on twitter because i was like this guy's amazing like you know and then he just dms me Hello, Bobby. Would you like to be part of the Yahoo Friends and Family League? Wow. I was it's like, impressive. am I being punked right now? Like, what? Is <laughs> uh, and then I got invited. And then it's like all these guys who I've been, fo- I've been following them for years just as a player. Um, and then I got in. I was really excited. And then as soon as I uh, started playing, I- then I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm not just happy to be here. I'm going to win this thing. Right. Exactly. So... Exactly. I came close. I came close. I got a lot of respect. And, uh, and then I got invited the next year again. But then 
my screenwriting career kind of took off a little bit. So I kind of had to pick between do I keep writing about like fantasy basketball and stuff or do I focus more on my main career? Right. Because I mean, by looking at your resume, you're a jack of all trades. That's that's it. Sex's way to sex's way actually good to that, too. Um, as far as you breaking that down, I appreciate that, brother. And then you, yeah, just dive a little bit deeper, like you were going with the acting, directing, and producing as well. Go ahead. Brother. Yeah. So, I mean, again, that's what I've been doing for a long time, right? I mean, I, I've been doing movies, you know, like the first thing I did, I did a, I did one line, I played like a, a pothead in a, an HBO movie with Jeff Daniels. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, so the first thing I do is like, that was my first, I was like 20 or something. The first thing I'm doing is I'm like, they're like, okay, action. And I'm like, Jeff, you know, who Jeff Daniels is, right? Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Is that the guy from Dumb and Dumber, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So remember, I'm 20 years old, man. I'm still in school. And they're like, action. And then I'm staring at Jeff Daniels, who's this big white man who's just like, look. And my partner's like, ah, I'm like staring at him. I was like, oh, I'm here for the free. For-. I'm, I'm just playing this like obnoxious stoner. And then I just, I'm in the moment and I just take food that's on a desk and walk out. And nobody told me to do that. And they're like, what did he just do? But they liked it. But it was just very <laughs> surreal, right? Because I'm working with like one of, at the time too, he's one of the most famous people in the world. And that's like my first job. Right. So it's it's kind of I'm a little bit spoiled that way. It's kind of like my first fantasy <laughs> writing job. I get hit up by Andy Barron's be like, "Oh, you want to join us?" I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's just what happens." But I right. feel like it's, it's like- not, and I don't know if it's like I'm good or whatever. I don't know, but maybe I'm just lucky. But it just seems like when I do things, I just start at the top and then screw it up and then go to the bottom <laughs> or something. I don't know. No, I mean, that, and that's good. I mean, I, I already felt, like I said, I already felt your power level before you even came on here. So I appreciate you even jumping into that. And even just to mention Jeff Daniels, man, I just always think of Dumb and Dumber with that guy. And actually that segues way to the part before we even get to the recent news, because this is really entertaining stuff, man. I appreciate it. Um, so is there any other actors that you've ran into that you was either flabbergasted or excited to see? Or even if you ran into them, did you feel some type of way? Did they rub you the wrong way? Oh yeah, but I I can't be talking smack about famous people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got a whole list, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. It's very funny, you know. Like when you work with famous people, I work with like famous people. Uh, some people okay. are, like super famous. Some people like who are on the come up. Um, some people are like drug addicts. <laughs> like, some people Yuck. like are perverts. Oh man, it's uh, unfortunate. Some people are, like. Bible thumpers, do you know what I mean? Like full on weirdo dorks. Some people are normal oh, and cool, but like for the most part, like if you're like famous, or even if you're like a top like actor, because you have to understand, like if you're even in Canada, like you don't get as famous, but you're still like a little bit famous, right? Like your job right. is to get your picture taken, and people are like, Oh, would you like some egg frittatas this morning, sir? You're like, Yeah, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> it kind of warps your mind. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I was 23 years old. I was still in school, and I had a documentary done about me half hour long that aired on television across Canada on Bravo. Right. Do you know how weird that is? I can't imagine, bro. Bro, I'm in school. I'm in school, (laughs) and there's cameras following me around. (laughs) So now, like, people are like, you know, whatever, like, ball in the family over the Kardashians kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah, reality says... Yeah, okay, that's yeah. cool. But when you're just a normal dude, 
Right, and then all right. of a sudden, it's like people are like filming you and talking to you, and like people start drop. I had family members dropping my last name after oh, twenty man. years. I was like, "Oh, I'm not Bobby no more. Now I'm Bobby Del Rio." Like, it weirds you out, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you probably get comps with uh, Alberto Del Rio. Probably, yeah, yeah, that a lot. Sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> with you know, with that said, um, also you know, there there is a lot. I can only imagine, like you said. And as far as when you mentioned Bible stuff, I actually I am a faith believer, but I don't. I take no offense to that. I think that's actually pretty fun, by the way. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I don't. I don't even oh, mean that offensively, but I'm just. No, no. I, it's and I don't so take different no from a drug addict, though. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it is. You get <laughs> some is. strong personalities, is is right. my point, right? And and also, be, no, you're fine, brother. Go it's ahead. it's just crazy because it's like when you are in the entertainment industry, in kind of like um just like a celebrated way, you know what I mean? Like people interview you, like I've been interviewed, you know, two to 300 times in my, I can't imagine. Like that's a lot of times, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, you know, now I'm kind of used to it. Like I'm a pretty chill dude, right. but like at the beginning, mm-hmm. oh my God. I mean, it just weirds you out. And like, I used to walk around with like this, like big poofy jacket. Like I was puff daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like I would wear sunglasses inside. I had this like big silver shiny vest that I would just rock oh at twenty one. I'd be like, I am here, right? Like I was like Kanye West before Kanye West. Was oh like... my goodness! But it's just in my own oh. mind, right? Right. <laughs> but it, once so... everyone treats you like that, and so anyway, I'm just saying that that makes people weird because when you get treated yeah. like that, your brain goes to weird places. Yeah, I can't imagine. So we're going to actually jump into the recent news. And I'm sure, I mean, you're, like I said, a, a master of many trades there. So with you being a part of uh, actually a writer of Toronto, I, I'm going to say what's impressive is uh, just looking at, like I said, I didn't need to do a deep dive on you. It's like I already knew where you were going to come with this. Because when I seen five articles in five days, I at that point, I was like, oh, man, what can't this guy do? You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, so I guess, you know, jumping into the recent news. Um, the Lakers offer, you know, a terrible deal. Yeah. I mean, they, they're trying. They're just, they're just. Are they? Basically, are they? Right. Are they, <laughs> right. Are they really trying? You know what I'm saying? So let me actually pass the ball to you and your thoughts on yeah. that as far as them trying to get Anthony Davis and their failure by, by looking like it. I mean, are they going to try harder, you think? Uh, I Okay. So I just wrote a tweet. I think it was last night. I wrote, uh, the, it's like the Lakers are trying to screw this up. It's like charging Santa a fee for giving you presents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's like everything's right. gift wrapped. Everything's ready to go. AD's there. Even the team's like, all right, okay. I'll let... And then LA's like, eh, we'll give you a bag of jelly beans. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. What are you exactly. doing, Matt? It's like you've already screwed up Paul George. you already screwed up Kawhi. You have, you have, it's all set up for you. And it's like you just want to fail. I, I, yeah. and then I it up. Right. And I was going to also say, like, it, I don't know if you heard here recently. I mean, his dad, as far as like Anthony Davis yeah. goes, his dad even mentioned that uh, his, his son, he doesn't want his son to play in Boston. And what's funny about that also is like his 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 comp or his excuse, per se, was like, well, look what they did with Isaiah Thomas in Boston. So I feel like they're going to do that with Brow over there. Come on, let's be honest. Like, that's not going to happen if he was in Boston. So well, I get, I get the point, of- though. I get the point. I mean, look, Isaiah Thomas, yo, he had 30 points a game. And then the next season, they threw him away like he was trash, man. 
He dropped 30 PPG. I get it. Right. No, that's real. But I'm like, what is he? Well, it's unfortunate. He's just been bombarded with injuries. So we can't really give him a disclaimer of him being a busted player. But no, I But it shows you from one year to the next. It's not like back in the days, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, right. it's not like Miami Heat D Wade. It's like oh well, you know whatever he's done so much over the years. So even though he's whatever like eighty five years old now or whatever, like whatever, yeah. give him ten minutes at the backup swing position. It's like right. Exactly. It was like yo, that was last year thirty. So anyway, I think it it just shows you that. Um, and I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness. To be honest, maybe it's a good thing, but it definitely affects the players because you realize Danny Ainge don't play. Yeah, he don't play. He don't play. He don't play. And so it's funny because, like, I'm a stats guy, as I'm sure you are, right? Fantasy. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I've created these things called echo stats, where basically what I do is I, I look at, at, like, statistics, but I contextualize them within the salary cap format. Okay. Difference um, in price between statistics because you're paying players very different salary levels, right? Okay. But oh, the reality legit. is. The reality is that the league is star driven. So, and I know this from the entertainment industry is that, you know, if you want stars and they can't help, there's just debate, but you can't right, so be treating me, stars me, badly. Right. Let me ask you this real quick because you, when you just brought that, uh, that, that, the echo stat there. So let me ask yeah. you this because that, that kind of segues way to this like, okay, because you're a writer for Toronto, obviously. So with Kawhi Leonard, and I, this makes me think of Pascal Siakam because he's, having a great year this season so yeah. i can only imagine what the comparisons with them two would be as far as the echo stats on them. yeah can you, kind of, can you run that by maybe yeah so so okay so perfect example is Kawhi leonard is number four in the nba per right player efficiency right. rate created by john hollinger he's like 27.3 pascal is like uh like maybe around 18 right so you know he's kind of not like a like kind of not quite at star level. If you get into exactly. the 20s, but he's still like that's pretty pretty dope, right? The difference though is that Kawhi Leonard makes twenty two million dollars a year, and Pascal Siakam makes one point five million dollars <laughs> right. a year. So when you equalize the PER, which I did, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard costs ten times the amount of money of Pascal Siakam for the exact same production. Ridiculous. Ten times in a salary cap era. Do you know that's, like, that's just so significant? It's like, and Kawhi Leonard's on a on a pretty cheap deal now. He's about to get his salary get doubled. Right, exactly. Right, that's just wild. So, in saying that, I appreciate that. I, that's really good for people that are, because I mean, it seems like it's almost like you're <laughs> in the future. I don't know if you're uh, X Men uh, reference here of like Cable from the future to, to this time being, right, right, which right. you're not, which is fine if you're not. It's cool. So, um, real quick, like, so Kyrie. Irving changed his tune a little bit mm-hmm. as far as like staying in Boston. I mean, I don't know. He he could stay there. He, he said maybe he's, he's gone, man. He's out. Yeah, of that's there, how. Man. That's exactly how I'm feeling. Like he he was coming to like the LeBron calling him like, oh, you know, I understand. Like I, I come I on. At the beginning of the year, he's like, he's right. like sipping Cristal and be like, Celtics for life. <laughs> yes. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So we at that point in time, and I was like, I don't know anybody. Would... Yeah. Exactly. He was dancing, brother. But of course, he's out, man. People yeah. hate him. I think people hate him on that team. Here's the thing about the superstars. It's very interesting, right? So right. everyone wants superstar. Everybody says it's a superstar-driven league. I'm like, is it? How come Boston is so much worse this year than last year when they didn't have superstars? Yeah. 
coaching, I mean, coaches takes relevance as well, too. Like, a lot of people kind of forget that. I mean, obviously. So, we're going to jump into, actually, the trade, obviously, that's been blowing up the last couple of days here. And, uh, obviously, Przingis, you know, with the, the package along with the DSJ package. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since we're dynasty-driven, you know, can you what's, yeah. your, what's your thoughts on uh, Przingis for a dynasty format since we're dynasty-driven? I man? think he's very, very risky. You know, mm-hmm. so I – right now, I'm in 23 – uh fantasy basketball leagues no way <laughs> um and i would say 18 of them are dynasty okay although wow. it's going to go down to 22 because this one commissioner is 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 ridiculous so i was like get me out of this league <laughs> what's he doing like, man come on he, <laughs> oh no this guy's this guy's crazy man this guy just quick this guy just traded andre drummond and lebron james for luka Doncic, and like luka's legit you're giving up LeBron and Andre Drummond, and it's a points league where Andre Drummond and Luka Doncic have the same value, basically. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say real quick, in a points league, yeah, that, that's what it is. You said a points league, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I can see that in a points league. Now, if it was like a, um, a category st- statistical league, then I might think that might be a little bit different. Yeah, um, sure, depending on your punt strategy or whatever, exactly. whatever you're doing. But no, and this is point. It's just straight up points. Straight points. Go it's ahead. A stu- yeah. He just doesn't know what he's doing, right? And then – you know, he kind of questions. He's like, you will not do what I – like, he thinks – but he doesn't know what the – he's never even played in a dynasty league. <laughs> he never even played in a dynasty league. So I was oh. his co-commissioner, and I was like – I was like, oh, well, we should do dynasty. And then he's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, man. Like, oh, man. He was, he was in for how, – so how deep is that league? Oh, that league is only like 10. Okay, 10. So I you was have like, like... – I'm And I'm like 10 and 1. I took over a team that was 1 and 1, and I won nine straight weeks. <laughs> and now, and then whatever. Now, then he sees that I'm writing all this stuff like as my job of basketball. And it's like, oh, right. you could write a, a weekly newsletter. I was like, no, nope. Right. So, right. So let me say this too. I mean, yeah. did you take any GMs for a ride? And what, what I mean by that is, did you trade with any GMs and took advantage of them? In that no, nope. I didn't because it's too easy. <laughs> when you see a baby, right, with like a, with like a lollipop in, in his hand, you just punch the baby in the face. <laughs> Oh, and takes the lollipop, you know what I mean? I just take the lollipop, you know. Oh, I need oh, to hurt you. I'm nine and oh. So we're gonna jump into another spot here in the uh, recent news, and uh, it's Go Bear, and uh, obviously he was crying. I mean, this is like brief. There's nothing sure. massive to really talk talk about, but you know what actually sticks out to me is, you know, I'm I'm okay with you know people sharing some of their feelings. Obviously, what uh, was it? Dray, Draymond Green hmm. was just like trying to tweet at him, just be like, "Really, you crying?" And then Gobert clapped back, and Gobert was like, "Oh, cool, you were crying for KD." So I think that game is going to come in uh, up to actually the next nine or ten games. So right. I'll be looking forward to that game to see what happens. But you know, good for Gobert to make it there. And as far as Draymond Green, actually, Draymond let's, talks let's too into... much. Draymond talks oh, man, he's, too he's wild. much. He, he does you talk who, too much. Uh, you know, me, Draymond. Me... Draymond. Draymond is like is like. The little kid who has like three really big brothers. Yeah, so that just makes me think like you put him on the team by himself. How good should he Shut be? Up. I mean, he could still be okay. Be but, okay. Like, could he? Could he? Could he? Could he lead a team? No. That's yeah, he could lead a, He exactly. could lead a team to the lottery. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just a real quick question because I know there's either you love Golden State or you hate Golden State. What side are you on, man? Uh, I respect Golden State. I mean, <laughs> I you know, I, I, I look, I'm a basketball purist. So I although I will say this, the NBA changed all the rules to accommodate Golden State. Yeah, it's they're all the Steph Curry rules. These no hand checking. You're basically not allowed to play defense. 
That's real. So then it's like, okay, that's cool. Like, if you put Steph Curry in the Michael Jordan era, like, Mm -hmm. he would just shoot a couple threes. He'd do his little dance. He'd get punched in the face by Charles Oakley. (laughs) And he'll be passing the ball the rest of the game. Exactly. For now, it's like you blow on somebody foul. It's like, come on, man. So I think that he's really a product of the environment. Like, look, Curry's one of the best shooters of all time, maybe the best shooter of all time. But he's playing in an era um, that facilitates uh, that style of basketball. Right. And I'm just going to call you, like I said, uh, I'm going to actually call you Bobby Digital because, I mean, it's almost like you're in the future. (laughs) Right. So in the future, obviously, you know, since we're dynasty driven, if you gave a thought process on the player like, Obviously, the hype train is heavy on Luka Dantage right now yeah. as far as where his ADP average draft yeah, position yeah, yeah. will be next year or however you, you guys start your dynasty leagues. If you were to draft him today in a dynasty league, where would you take him at? He's first round, man. First round, cool. Dynasty? So you think he'll be he's first round. Yeah. He's not, so number, he's not first... the number one pick. He's yeah, late, that's he's late, late, first, late first round in the 12th. Like, so I, anyway, so I think we were talking about before, but I mean, whatever. So I'm in like 18 dynasty leagues or something, but I've, right. I've drafted new leagues this year. So I did one maybe about the, like six weeks in, nine weeks in, and I took Doncic in the second round in, um, okay. actually, I think I got him third round. Oh, you, that's a steal. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so here's one, here's my point, right? I got him third round in the dynasty draft that I did in, it was like six weeks out. And, oh, then, and then I did another one like three weeks after that. And I was like, okay, I'll get Luca in the third round again. And he got taken okay. in the second and I missed out on him. And I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh and you realize, okay, he's, he's first round now. Nice, nice. So we're going to actually jump into uh, actually some more about you, man. And uh, what actually inspired you to do what you do now, man? Honestly, I just love it, man. Like my whole life, is set up um, around doing the things that I love. So I was an academic student um, at the University of Toronto, which is like one of the best universities in Canada. Right. And I was very unhappy. Um, And, you know, whatever, like I'm a smart guy and I always get high marks and everything. But I realized, you know, it doesn't matter if you like make a lot of money and you like whatever, you're like buying all this stuff. If you're you're not doing the kind of thing that you want to do, Cause yeah. you're just unhappy if you're if you're in a, if you're in a situation where you don't feel happy, it doesn't matter like how you're compensated for that. Like you'll just you'll always be miserable. So I realized that I need to make a change. So I transferred to uh, theater school. Okay. Um, so it's still at U of T, but is at the Mississauga campus, and it was a good joint acting program. It was shared in college over there. It was based on like professional actor training, but I still got my degree. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, honestly, like, even though I was only, like, 20, my career took off almost immediately once I decided I'm going to be an actor as right. my job. Okay. Um, so I kind of gave up a lot for it in my mind, right? Because I was, like, this – I was a brilliant math student. And this is why, I like, all the statistical analysis is, is – it's very easy for me because that was really how my brain just works naturally. Right. Um, but – once I decided, no, I want to be an actor. Because I was always like in drama club and high school. And like, even when I was in economics, I was still the lead in other plays that were happening on the U of T campus. Okay. And I would like skip 
calculus class and then show up 10 minutes early for rehearsal that same day. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like okay, I see what's going on here. Right. And uh, so that's it. I just realized, you know, if you're going to live your life, which I would recommend you do, everyone, <laughs> uh, you know, you should be happy. And so you should right. do the things that you know bring you happiness. Right. So I'm just going to say this as well, because um, we're recording while uh, actually the day is going on uh, with current events happening. So yeah, yeah. Mark is all actually he's hoping for a trade. I mean, I'm not really surprised, but I mean, that's actually just been reported. So Mark is all, to, you know who he is? He's Mark, like a guy waiting for a bus at the bus stop for four days and a bus never comes. Hey man, <laughs> so you're not a, you're not a Marcus Hall guy. I take he's it. all right, he's man, smart. but he's too, he's he's just old NBA. Yeah, I mean that's typically true since we're dynasty driven. So his value just is just not he's even. All right, he can shoot threes like, now, but like you put him in the real game, I'm like, okay, he could he could be Brook Lopez. You know, yeah. Could, I mean to be. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, he's he's like, obviously, he's not a world beater, but I mean, he's a solid player, at least still for his age, for what he's doing. I mean, is he, um, though? Like, a, look at Memphis. He's, I, mean, he's a, I mean, he's top 32 player. I mean, that's still not bad for his a player of his stature. But not he's, he's, he is, look, he is a good fantasy player. That's not what I mean, but oh, yeah. especially at his oh, position. <laughs> but that but that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a fantasy trade. If you want to talk about fantasy trade. Yeah. All right. About fantasy. But we're talking. No, but, but here's the thing. His real life trade. Oh yeah, that's gonna affect his fantasy value, right? So, so he wants a real life. We're talking, we're talking real life. We're not talking fantasy. So, how many teams really want a guy like that? And he's got a player option for I think twenty six and a half million dollars next year. Yeah, that's true, and that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, NBA, it's gonna be a little bit different, but fantasy wise, like obviously he's still yeah, still yeah. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right as far that as far as that goes. NBA is gonna kind of dwindle down on him, and it's an unfortunate situation. And obviously. You know, in Memphis, you kind of think of Conley, how that's going to happen and if he gets moved too. So I don't know, know if Conley's going to move, though. Conley's expensive, man. Conley's about like $35 million for yeah. the next couple of years. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, pretty that's what's what, like 25% of a salary cap? Yeah, it's rough. It's rough out here, man. So actually, how many guys work with you or work under you, per se? Well, nobody works under me. Um, <laughs> so not not yet. Not yet. Okay. But we'll see what happens. We get some interns. You know? uh, but basically, there's like 75 people, I think, at the company. Okay. It's a big company. And, and so they have all the sports and they've got – it's an interesting strategy. They're very regionalized. So they got beat writers for basically every team for every major sport. Mm-hmm. They even have like soccer and wrestling and cool stuff. Right. Um, nice. The department's still growing. So I think we've got like 10 to 15 NBA writers. Okay. So Raptors was available when I applied, and I, and I got the gig. Um, nice. So and then real and then real quick about the Raptors, you know, uh, I mean, to cut you off there. So yeah. let me ask you this, man, because uh, you know, as you being a writer for Toronto Raptors, at least my gut feeling is saying like I, I don't believe Kawhi is going to stay there. I mean, I hate to say this, for at least my experience, like thought process. Do you think he's going to stay there, man? No, no, I don't. <laughs> the first article I wrote was. Uh, Will Kawhi leave or stay? It's pretty obvious. Everyone wants to know about that. And, yeah. you know, the same day that he was named uh, a starter, right, mm-hmm. for the Eastern Conference All-Star, he, right. uh, it was reported that he just bought a house in San Diego. Exactly. Same day. Same day. And so I think a couple – look, just because you buy a house doesn't mean whatever, but – That's true. But the same day? Oh, yeah. You don't you think that's the day when you're like, oh, my God, I love Toronto – 
I'm right. an all-star. And, it's like, yeah, he's like, yep, I know. Right, and that alludes to, like, when I was talking about one of my last podcasts there as far as uh, LeBron having his son go to school in L.A. before he went to L.A. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean he was going to go to L.A. Yeah. Don't put my bunny ears up. That it, it could have been a possibility it was looking like he was going to go to L.A. And we're not saying it to the listeners that he's going to go somewhere, but it makes you think, just like what Del Rio said there, that the chances of him staying, I really don't believe he's going to stay in Toronto. Put it, put it this way. I've heard 20 different NBA experts tell me he's going to the Clippers, and I've had zero oh, wow. NBA experts say that he's going to the Raptors next year. Wow. Impressive. It doesn't Impressive. mean that something can't change, or maybe he will. Exactly. You just don't know. But usually when there's that much smoke, yeah. there's fire, you know? Yeah. So who's your um, favorite actor and director, man? Oh, I mean, look, Quentin Tarantino, I think, is a genius. Um, okay. Woody Allen is a genius. You know, it's 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 hard to you know. Sometimes I'll say Woody Allen, and then people freak <laughs> out, right? Because <laughs> this guy's done all this like weird, kinky, controversial stuff in his personal life. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's the most celebrated screenwriter ever, like ever. Yeah. Like I think he's been nominated like twenty five times. For like the 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 Oscar for best screenplay. Nice. And who's your um who's your favorite current fantasy player right now this year? What do you mean by that? Like, do you mean like like a celebrity or or no? Just uh, yes, yeah, more. Well, I wouldn't even say celebrity. I would say more of just a fantasy player that you just oh feel that like I want all have, have in all your leagues. Yeah. So I'm like you guys. This is why I really like I I really like when I said that I, I like what you guys are doing. I didn't I didn't just play like I really do mean that. So I'm a dynasty guy. Like so. I'm really, really into basketball prospects. Okay. Um, I'm Doc, obsessed. Our, our guard, Doc, touches net. But go ahead, brother. Yeah, so um, I, I really liked that you – I think you have Brandon Clark ninth on um, oh, your teams. dynasty yep. rankings. And mm-hmm. he's my favorite prospect. I, I, I didn't want to say it because I don't know if some of my fantasy friends in my leagues are listening. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I, I, I fully intend to take him around, like – nine ten uh because usually like usually my teams are really good right so in 12 14 yeah. team leagues i it's very rare for me to pick before number 10 right so i look for the, like the sort of later sleepers and i think that um if i can grab brandon clark around the 10 pick in right. every rookie draft next year in dynasty forms i'm i'm happy I, I you look at his defensive stats at the college level i'm going mm-hmm. oh my god right yeah. So I mean that's good. And, and another thing you touched upon is like we at least we sh- we share something pretty deeply is like I could just tell we're both competitors. We're competitive. Like yeah, yeah. me doing a podcast, honestly, even that draws as far as fantasy basketball goes, I don't even like to share all of my secrets. Like per se, like, yeah. I still hold back, and it's unfortunate because like I have to provide content to the listeners, yeah, exactly. but I, I, I still like draw a punch back. Yeah. But like you know the unicorns, I'm sure like they want me like hey man i mean if you're going to be on the pod then you need to go ahead and still feed some information yeah. which i do essentially but at the same time i'm still pulling some punches because i still want to win my league oh, it's just yeah. the competitive nature in me i man. get it i get but and i mean i will just say, like I, you, I, I'm, I'm used to it though you know what i mean like i, I again i wrote fantasy for two years and, and i was like writing at the yahoo you know i was in the yahoo fantasy friends and family league right so it, it's, it's like so many people have been tracking me for so long and i, I was like you know what i'm just gonna say all my secrets because here's the reality um, yeah. if you take Brandon Clark at 10, I got four <laughs> other guys. 
Right, exactly. (laughs) Hey, that is real. You hit him with the reverse psychology. I like it. Exactly, exactly, bro. That's it. Like, Ball Ball. I think Ball Ball is undervalued. I know he's injury prone, but I'm seeing rankings where the guy, people are 16 or something. You're like, if this guy hits, he's he's like top three in that draft class. Right. And then real quick, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's going to probably offend some people here. Like, Zion Williams, I mean, the stuff looks impressive, but I'm not. I don't believe that I'm there's talk. Okay. So there's GMs that's willing to pay a high, uh, a round price on him in a dynasty league. Like I'm fading. Like I love the de- defensives per 36 that he can yeah. potentially put up, but his jump shot, doesn't shoot. Look real to me. Can't shoot. you know, and I'm just concerned brother. And I don't know, you know, what's your thoughts on him in, in general? Anyway? He's well, look, I think he's going to be, he's going to play in fantasy really well because, oh, yeah. because of the defensive stats, because you, correct. If you, if you know fantasy, I mean, you know that the defensive stats are the hardest things to get. He's going to get the, tw- he's going to get 20 points. He's going to get 10 rebounds. The problem for me is that he's an undersized power forward and he can't shoot. Okay. So it, it just caps his upside in the real game, which then right. is going to cap his upside in the fantasy game. Right. So now, now I'm just real quick. I'm not saying he's going to just be a bad player. So I want to get that on the record for the listeners. But it's just for me, I'm I, I'd rather get him out of value if I could. But go ahead. What else was you going to say, man? Yeah, man. I think he I think he's going to be good. But I don't know fourth, fifth round value, his first year, and then I don't know if I see him ever more than third round value. <laughs> at his peak <laughs> so his ceiling for you is like a top 30 That's yeah like which sounds a bit crazy yeah. but i'm like i don't know can he hit free throws like is that gonna be a is he gonna be a punt ft guy exactly There's no threes how many rebounds is he even gonna get when he's undersized yeah, can he even can yeah. he get that many blocks when right. he's shorter I, I, well, than I, every, I, well, I guess for me, this the athleticism is real. So, I mean, that's what. But that's a problem. To, obviously, that's a problem because you should put someone like Javale McGee, who's still eating uh, blocks, <laughs> but that man's up. a monster. Why, he, why, he doesn't move. He just moves his hand. He gets like two blocks. Why'd you hit him with the Javale McGee? You so say you're saying you think he's going to be on Shaq, Shaq in the food too at one point. You see what I'm saying? Man? Well, the problem. So here's, here's my point. Though. My point from a basketball. No, no, I got you. Is that Zion's got to jump really high to get that block? Yeah. So if he you know who knows, right? He goes through some injuries, or he loses his athleticism, and all. if that happens, the blocks go away. Where yeah. Jav- it, and, Javale and, and McGee just—he doesn't need to jump; he just needs to raise his hand. And that's a good point because the the physicality of him—if he does get hurt, which I mean, obviously we don't wish any injury on any type of player, but that would be one of those things that be a cause to pause for me because it looks like, as you were saying, like. They rely on his, he, at least for him, he relies on his athleticism. And that's a scary thing because if your athleticism is gone, you don't have a jumper. That's a scary thing to think about. And that's why for me, um, me and Doc will talk more about it because I know a lot of listeners want to do the comparison or the comp. Who would you rather have, Zion Williamson or uh, Luka Doncic? I mean, for me, it's easily Luka Doncic. Same, you know I mean? same. He's like, he's like the, he, he reminds me of like a, almost like a white version of Harden. That's man, what I was so. going to say. I call White Harden, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, he's White <laughs> Harden. I mean, just like the step back, I just I was blown away with what this kid is doing, you know, this year. So, um, you know, with that being said, because we we're just all over the place, and that's what I wanted to do, because it's like I I I honestly felt like you could just do this without even having the script for this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. You, you're unique in in your own way, so I appreciate it, brother. So, um, so as far as like a past fantasy player, or I guess because I do 
combat series that I haven't done in a while. So who would you like to see as far as like a past player in fantasy to if you were able to draft today, who would that person be like? Other oh, than like anyone back in the day kind of thing? Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, Wilt the Stilt, baby. Oof. Yeah, that Can would you nice imagine? Time. Man, couldn't even imagine, bro. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, like, how would it, you know, it's like, would you lose? Exactly, right? Especially, exactly. especially relative to the other players in that era. I mean, if you had the number one pick and you take Chamberlain, I think you, I think you win because of that one pick. Right, absolutely. So, it touching a few things here. Um, is there anything you know you want to say that I didn't ask you, brother? Uh, I'm single, ladies. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. I'll treat you right. <laughs> Where can I find you on Twitter, brother? Uh, I'm at, at @bobman. B o b m a n at bobman. Okay, and uh, let's see here. You know, what else? Is there anything else that you want to touch up on, brother? Uh, no, honestly, I just, I really do respect what you guys are doing because uh, it's, it's amazing how many fantasy analysts, especially the bigger companies, they don't even mention Dynasty, which is so stupid because I think, first of all, that's the area for growth, but that's also, that's, right. where, the, that's where the real games are played. The real yeah, trades that's... happen in a Dynasty format. Actually, I was going to say about Zion Williamson, um, I think the best strategy for, for um, a Zion uh, Williamson owner is, first of all, to do whatever you can to acquire the number one overall pick this year, and then immediately to trade Zion Williamson before he makes the NBA, because I believe he's going to be a big disappointment from a fantasy standpoint. His value will never be higher than it is right now. You know, what's funny. That's an interesting take because, like, we're almost in sync with that because, like, he's a self-high type of person to me. Even he hasn't even been in the NBA yet. But since we're dynasty driven, that is a good thought process yep. on how to put it because that's how I would honestly try to see if I can dial up a GM in my league, in a dynasty league, and see if I could take someone for a ride in a trade. That's it, man. Because it's, he's, he's selling like hotcakes right now. Fine. And he's not even in the NBA. No, go ahead. that's it. You take You get Zion somehow, whatever, it's a reasonable price. And then you get, you know, Capella, Lavert, you know, yep. a top five pick in the 2020 draft. Maybe like people are crazy right now. The Zion's price is crazy. And it's like he's not he's he, you know, he can't outperform that that hype. There's no way he can't even meet it. This guy can't shoot. He didn't shoot free throws. He didn't shoot three pointers. He's under He may not even get so many rebounds. Like he'll be good. But he's not like. Right. So he's his um what I was gonna also say is like the stocks. If he if he can really pull those stock stats per those thirty-six numbers, that will be very intriguing. But if he doesn't pull that, that's gonna be a frustrating situation if you're him that wants him and get wraps him. So I just wanna in start of uh, closing things out here, um, I wanna give a shout out to Lucas there. Uh, he's a new listener to the podcast, so appreciate you there, sir. He gave us a five star rating a two to three word review and also before we jump off here i know the super bowl is tomorrow although we're going to drop this podcast here probably the next couple of days yeah. um bob bobby digital man so what who do you have for the super bowl who's your prediction who wins uh i i you know i'm almost embarrassed to admit but i am a pats fan oh that's fine man i, I know a lot of people hate the patriots but i'm not one of them I, i'm fan. not man <laughs> honestly it has nothing to do with brady i don't care about brady i would trade brady today but Bill Belichick, man, 
that man is a beast, man. It's like yeah. I just it's all system. I just love the way he sets it. He's he basically sets up his team like a fantasy team in a way. And and that's real because I mean I actually and I I actually want to touch up a little bit because did you do you do fantasy baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball? I do. I do it all. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So we'll have to talk another time about that. But um, yeah, call me, let me up. Least, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be sweet, man. So. Let me also say this about the Patriots. I mean, you highlighted the good things, like obviously the system there because the Patriots system, it's system-oriented, and a lot of people kind of just say Brady. And, I mean, Brady's great. I'm not saying he's, no, he's not He's great, great but, right. I mean, there's no yeah. basis of comparison. Take another quarterback and put him in that system. I mean, look at Joe Montana, and you're placing with Steve Young, and there's almost a difference. I mean, it's a system. Right, and, and a lot of people forget. I think the first Super Bowl, the Patriots won with Tom Brady. I think their best receiver, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was like David Patton or something. So this kind of makes you think like it's legitimately a system there, you know, but they're doing a great job. I'm not going to hate. And for me, um, I'd actually like to see the Patriots win <laughs> too. So I'm fine with it. And I know there's either – it's the same difference about Golden State. You either love them, the Patriots, or you hate them. And um, for me – I, if you if you win, you win, man. And then obviously, as we're fantasy uh, basketball players, and I mean even um, you know Bobby here that does a jack of all trades of many things, he likes to win. I mean, who doesn't like to win? Let me right. at least say this and highlight on this too before we close yeah. here um, to the fantasy listeners. Like, it's cool to have fun, but you also want to win. And I know a lot of GMs and dynasties always try to get the new flavor of the month. You just got to be careful with the type of players you get. Look, so. today on my on a message board, I'm in a, I'm in I mean I'm on so many fantasies leagues, but in this it's a 16 team dynasty and I just put Ben Simmons and Nurkic on the block. Okay. Today and I am going to take a lot of assets from some poor bastard. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny cuz I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. I'm not at all. But he's a player that I'd be willing – I'm not – and again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. No. But this, but this format – But I would in, like to say. In this format, though, it's like there's no free throw yeah, percentage. It's three. It's free throws made instead of free throw percentage and assist to turnover ratios also. So he has high, high value. But my point is that oh. I take – but he's like peak value right now, right? And you're looking at his future and is he – how much better is he going to get? And Nurkic, it's like, well, right now, I think he's in this format, I think he's like the number 18 player overall or something. And I'm like, as soon as as soon as soon a player is hot like that, they're shipped out. Right, right. They're Man, that's, that's interesting. So how many how many categories is in that league? Is it still another nine-category league with different or? Uh, I think that might be like 11. Okay. I, it's, again, I'm in 23 leagues. That's just for basketball. <laughs> you can't remember, right? I play all the sports, so it's hard to remember exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to definitely get some leagues, man. It's going to be funny. But with that being said, uh, you guys, you can um, find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar. Um, and as well as that, you can reach Bobby. And where, they, where can I actually reach you again? Man? Easiest way is on Twitter, at Bobman. Yep, awesome. And it looks like, you know, ladies, uh, he's he's looking for someone to talk to. So Let's do it. That. Hit me up. Um, DM me. <laughs> so with that being said, you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. And again, uh, have a good night, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.